Thank you for listening and welcome to the Life Radio Show, a proud member of the SJ Network and the Jayzo Modcast Podcast Network. I'm your host, Don Smith. It's Throwback Thursday time, and looking back at the Life Radio Show, we have a lot of old crap to throw at you. So every Thursday, I'm replaying old episodes in their original order. If you enjoy the show, like and follow the Life 1069 on Facebook and Don Smith Comedy on Twitter. Or tune in live on Tuesdays when we're back from COVID-19 lockdown from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM. Or you can stream the show live at WWSU1069.org. Overwhelms me. A brutal presence. The Life Radio Show is now brought to you in part by the Nurses Guild of Florida, experts in home health care. Go to thenursesguild.com for more information. This podcast is part of the SJ Network. Go to s-j-network.com for more great podcasts and for contact information on publicist Steve Joyner. Thank you for listening and welcome to the Life Podcast. I'm your host, Don Smith. For the first time ever, Mike Shea and Jimmy Market join us in the studio. We get to out a uh, white supremacist in Pennsylvania, and we poke some more fun at United Airlines. If you enjoy the show, check out DonSmithComedy.com or tune in live on Wednesdays from noon to 2 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM, or you can stream the show live at WWSU1069.org. And remember, if you're a fan of WWE, be sure to tune in to the live show on Wednesday the 24th for a chance to win some tickets to SmackDown at Drake State University's Nutter Center coming up next month. Overwhelms me. Brutal presence. All right, make sure I hit all those buttons at once. We're back on the life. I'm your host, Don Smith. Uh, Mike Morris is headed out. Uh, always fun having him in the studio. And he's been replaced, though. He's been replaced. Uh, gone but not forgotten. Replaced with Michael Shea. Is it Mike or Michael? Uh, Mike or Michael, either one's fine. Mike or Michael? No, Mikey. Okay. Only Grandma. No, Mikey. No, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't. You're, you're a big guy. I wouldn't call you Mikey. <laughs> I wouldn't call Mike Morris Mikey. Either, nah, you know, nah. to, <laughs> There's nah. a certain size that you don't you don't call somebody. Like, I, I wouldn't go by Donnie in no. this size. So, And uh, J- Jim, James or Jimmy? I go by uh Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy Market is in here with us too. Uh, welcome to the show, fellas. I haven't yeah. had either of you. I haven't had the pleasure of having either of you in here. No, before, it's for having so. us on. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, it's, it's good to meet both of you. Uh, how it's how good. long we'll, we'll start? Uh, we'll start with Mike. How long have you been uh, doing uh, stand up? Uh, twelve years. Twelve years. Started really? early in high school. Wow, uh, doing talent shows and stuff like that, and then uh, putting on my own stuff around town, living down south. I was. We were talking off air. I was living in South Carolina. So put together some guys. And this is back in, you know, early 2000s before, you know, stand-ups kind of had this, like, it's kind of come back in the recent yeah. years, especially with, like, the advent of Netflix and the Netflix specials and all that. But this is, you know, early 2000s where all you had was Dane Cook. <laughs> Dane Cook uh, and, the, and that those, was, that those was the, were some dark ages. That was the year yeah, that the, those uh, dark was terrible. It was the year the Blue Collar Comedy Tour first came out. And so that was when mm-hmm. it started. So I was the only guy in the area who was still doing stand-up. So yeah. started doing it and been doing it ever since. Wow. Yeah, brought up Dane Cook. I think that's the first time that name's been mentioned <laughs> on this show. I mean, I'd be lying. Well, hopefully the last. I, I'd be lying. <laughs> you know, it was it was 04, so at that point, you know, stand-up wasn't an accessible thing for someone like me. 
And then here was this guy who suddenly became a household name doing stand-up. And so, it's, you know, like it or not, he is essentially what got, introduced me to the world of stand-up. <sighs> I moved past it pretty right. quick. Right, well, that's like it or not. Because <laughs> I watched some of his shows, and I, for a second I thought, hey, he might be funny, and then he wasn't. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, sir. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, how long you been doing uh, um, stand-up? Well, I'm actually fairly recent, um, roughly about seven to like um, eight months now. So oh, okay. fairly okay. recent. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, but I honestly feel like with my short amount of time of doing stand up, I feel like I've really progressed a lot, you know, just in that short amount of time. Um, it took me a while to actually hit the courage, you know, actually go up there and do stand up comedy. Um, because I have a uh, stuttering problem, and it only happens usually when I'm nervous or when I'm excited, you know. And I always right. thought that that would uh, get in my like way, you know. So it always held me back a little bit from doing what I always wanted to do, you know, ever since I was younger. But I finally had the courage, you know, like last year to go up on there and do it. And I have not regretted it ever since, you know. I love cool. doing comedy. It's great. Yeah, it, it, it takes a lot to get up there. Oh, it really sure. does. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's one of those things that you do it once, and then it either sticks with you for the rest of your life, or you never do it again. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It, yeah, it, it, it sounds it's, about right. It's not like, flight. You yeah, know? you're in yeah. or you're out. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I mean, definitely not out. You know, so <laughs> so I mean, it worked out for me. Yeah. See, see, I'm kind of back and forth with it. I'll do right. it for a little while and then mm -hmm. back off. And I've, I've been uh, doing a bunch of other things with movies and stuff lately. Right. So. Yeah. It's, I mean that um, you were in a lot of uh, movies. Um, like, are they all like ending ending movies? Yeah, or? yeah. Oh, cool, uh, yeah. A lot of them got released uh, recently. Well, just last month, I had a Western release that I was in called yeah. Western World. You can check that out. It's available on video on demand. Mm. And yeah, uh, I'll look it up. Oh, yeah. Zombie movie that we just finished is get, huh. getting ready to come out. It's been uh, it's the contract signed. We don't have a release date yet, right. so that'll okay. be out in Redbox soon. But yeah, I've been I've been concentrating on that a little bit, and not getting up and doing as much uh, as much stage yeah. time as I'd like. But that's pretty sweet, though. I, that's mean, I love to watch. It, I divide yeah. myself. I, I spread myself so thin. Like I'm always doing yeah. something. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like I do stand up, but then I, I podcast. I do video. I do video stuff. I, I do little short films and. Now you I, said you had a degree in uh, audio. I have a degree in mass communication. Mass communication. Um, I was talking about thinking going to get my my master's in audio production because music and audio has always kind of been my thing i was a radio guy for a number of years but it was one of those things where it's like you know if all i wanted to do was go to learn how to do the thing i can do that on youtube nowadays if, yeah you know if I, I can google it. it's like i want to know how to do this i want to know how to you know do this thing in, a, in an audio program well now instead of having to go learn how to do it it's like how does somebody else do it on youtube it takes me five minutes and now i've learned how to do it yeah yeah youtube will teach you about anything and, yeah, just uh, <laughs> about anything. There are there. Are, I mean, there are universities who like their 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 master's programs will put videos of like their lessons up on YouTube. It's like oh, I don't need to go to that school now. I can just yeah, yeah. get yeah. my degree on YouTube. Oh, honestly, um, in my like last year of high school, right, I had this one um, algebra teacher, and this first six months, right, just the whole six months, we learned off of like YouTube. It's my last year of high school. That's all like we like learned off of this YouTube videos. <laughs> it's it's become YouTube's become a, a quite a thing. I mean, there's oh, a yeah. there's a channel. I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of a website called Collider.com. It's a it's a movie news and movie review website, mm -hmm. and they created their own YouTube channel called, called Collider Video, and it basically functions almost like a television network. They've got a daily movie talk show that's live. It's for an hour. It's done. It's all done like Sports Center style. 
that they've got the the sidebar with all the topics for the day. And oh, then cool. Monday, and then they've got a weekly TV talk, Star Wars show, comic book show, horror show. There's a trivia competition that's done like one of the guys who writes that used to work for WWE. So he does it like he creates personas for them. And it's actual movie trivia, but they're competing like under these personas. It's become almost like a TV network. And it's like, what? And this is just on YouTube. It's free. I'm like, I'm not paying for this. You know, you only got to pay for like, you know, a, a starter package on K on, you know, direct TV or cable or something like that to get good right. quality like this. So. Mm-hmm. YouTube's become which are outrageously things. priced and yeah. not oh, usually yeah. worth it. I used to work for a direct TV <laughs> call center, and there were there were days like you know my parents were like, "Oh, we're thinking about getting direct TV," and I'm like, "Don't don't do it." Yeah. <laughs> I, I know I know what they're going to do to you, mom. Don't oh, yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, well, that, well, I've tried to get direct TV at one point, and after just dealing with the call center for a while and trying to get somebody over there to install mm-hmm. it, I basically called them and canceled my order. Mm-hmm. I said, "This oh, yeah. is this is how you're treating me before I've signed a contract with you." <laughs> and they would <laughs> they would good. they would tell us like you know if they ask you for this, you're supposed to say. This and I was, it made me feel like disgusted. I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm being told to do this to people. I, I couldn't, I, I ended up, my friends, that. right? I got, I got a lot of, a lot of uh, friends that um, don't have uh, able, you know, they just run off of Netflix. And I'm like, what? Like, where do you send your few hundred dollars a month at? You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, yeah what do you do with all that money? Yeah. Like, what do you, you do gotta, with all that spare money? <laughs> like, like, I guess, like, Outback Steakhouse is on you tonight. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Sounds right to me. I mean, if you're going to, I mean, if you're going to, you know, flaunt it around, then, I mean, shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm, I just moved here a year ago uh, to help, help my parents out. So I've been living with them. And my mom's like, do you want one of the direct TV boxes in your room? And I'm like, I mean, if you're offering, as long as it's not getting added to my rent, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I almost forgot. Uh, here on the life, we have cookies. We we give cookies to guests now. So. Oh, so, I'm a, a fat thing guy who loves cookies. So. Uh, we we have uh, this uh, famous Amos chocolate chips, and we have Snickerdoodles. We only have one of the famous Amos. So if uh, you guys both uh, want that, you're going to have. Well, a flight. you've had 12 years of experience, man. So I think seniority. <laughs> I'll, I'll be nice. It's the first. I'll, I'll, pick. Be, I'll be nice, and I'll take one of the Snickerdoodles. Okay, Snickerdoodles. If it's a cookie, I'm going to eat. Which, it. which do you want? You want Snickerdoodles too? Yeah. Okay. We got. We might have to do like rock paper scissors. For, oh no! Yeah, we got another bag. All right. We, we had extra Snickerdoodles. Ooh, we just boy. only had Sweet. one of the uh, famous Amos. So this is <laughs> the, uh, five, year, five years in radio. This is the nicest I've been treated on a radio <laughs> station. This is how you treat. This is how you treat. I, I wish right, I had yeah. done cookies this. And water. That's all. <laughs> cookies and water. Exactly. I wish I had. I wish I had thought of this when I was still working in radio. I'd bring my guests up and I'd be like, "I'll buy you." I don't know, put a gallon, because this is when gas is like $4 a gallon. I'll put a gallon of gas in your tank. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> $4? Man, you, you were a heavy spender. Those huh? were days. Oh, that just was down south, man. During that gas shortage in like 09, yeah. when gas prices yeah. went. So I was, and I was working as a part time as a d- d- delivery driver. My boss was kind of like, hey, I need you to go like hour away. And I was like, no. <laughs> you you do don't it. pay me enough. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that. That would have been rough on delivery drivers mm-hmm. back. Then. It was and tough. Was we were having to really them. pick and choose our clientele, and you know, basically telling everybody like, you know, look, we might not give you next day. We might it might be the end of the week before you get your stuff because 
you yeah. can't afford to put that much gas in a big delivery van. I mean, so. I can yeah. imagine that shipping and handling was absolutely outrageous back in those times. You know, he's got. Oh, I'm sure. He, I'm sure Amazon, oh, yeah. Amazon was probably suffering. I mean, yeah. oh yeah. Well, I mean, obviously not at the moment because Amazon is flourishing right now. Yeah, they got everything. Back, so that's that's the drone delivery thing. Yeah, the drone yeah. delivery. <laughs> yeah, I is was, that actually a thing that's happening? I keep. I think I, so. I, yeah, it's, it's I keep it's hearing rare. about it. It's okay. rare, but I've seen. Cause I work at a, I work at a news station right now, and so we've seen you know reports on it, and it happens. It's just you got to pay out the out the butthole for it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like they both probably take just as slow, you know, as like a a drone and a human to deliver whatever like you have on Amazon. So it's like, well, I guess I got to go with a drone because I mean, at least you can, you know, it's cooler to have your stuff you order online actually delivered from a, a drone. Seven person named like Fred or Rick or something like that, you know. Yeah, but then you get windy days like like I, I, like today. I stopped to get gas and I opened my car door and the wind blew it right open. And I'm like, you know, this would be a really bad day oh, for a drone just, delivery. Yeah, yeah. Watching your, watch yeah. your DVD, <laughs> just, your DVDs coming to the door, and then suddenly it's just going away, and you can yeah. see the drone yeah. fighting against the wind. And yeah, like <laughs> delivers like a mattress to your house, the wind just takes it through a window. Yeah. The dr yeah. drone pops out a little like. Little Batman thruster, a little fire shooting out of it, trying to push itself forward a little further. Or it's like, or pales like uh, sails from like a pirate ship like on the side. <laughs> oh, it's it's trying to direct it's, itself. It's a great day to go sail. Yeah. How long is it going to take us to reach the new world? Now, about an hour. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, those drones, I, I just wonder how much money that actually saves them if they. I, you know, I don't know. I feel like them. well, you're not having to pay anybody by the hour. You mm -hmm. drop five grand on a on a drone and it's yours. <laughs> I mean. That's the thing too. Is those, I mean, those drones are expensive, but in the long run, that's one less person you have to pay. You know, salary and benefits yeah. and yeah. But isn't somebody still having to control it? I guess I think yeah. so. Yeah, well, that's actually would... the one thing like I never understood. You know, is these uh, drones are so like easily obtainable. You know, and I was like, do we really want this technology? You know, in the hands of like anybody? You know, right. because you get Steve from accounting to do it. Steve from accounting. He's not doing it. Yeah. Hey, Steve, how are the, how, hey, Steve, hey, yeah. Steve from Amazon accounting. How are the numbers? Good. All right, cool. Do the drone. Yeah. <laughs> Have you flown one of these before? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They have a lot of ex-military working at uh, Amazon think, now. Yeah. Yeah, our drone pilots. Oh, it's just like a flight simulator. We swear, yeah. you know. You ever try to fly one of those? Those things are not easy to pilot. They, no, the the drones. The drones are oh, no, not never, easy to pilot. I, oh. I haven't I haven't messed with one of them. I, yet, I, got I to, figure anybody I know that has one doesn't want me crashing I, it into a wall. No, <laughs> I got to mess with one like 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 a year ago. I went to uh, I went to a big metal festival, big metal, a year and a half ago, a big metal festival down south, and they actually had a thing where you had a camera attached to the drone and you could get in line and it was like ten bucks and you could try and pilot it around for like for like five minutes and oh that music festival. Yeah, this is one of those big ones, like those big like three day festivals, kind of like Rock on the Range. Oh it was, yeah, yeah, it was down, it was down south, and uh, but yeah, I was trying to, I, was, I, I like a thirty seconds, I was like, take this controller from me because I'm gonna crash this thing, and I, I don't, I didn't read the terms and conditions when I bought my ticket, so I don't want to be held responsible for, <laughs> for anything <laughs> in this break. So, well, yeah, for, a, I wouldn't want to have to pay for one of those. Either. Ten dollars, those terms and conditions go right out the window, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, if you're offering, you know, like to fly a, a drone at a music festival, you know, that's just like asking for uh, trouble, you know. Like, no, well, yeah. that's the worst well, they, place they use them for it. they use them for football games now. You know, oh, they, they, they they used to have that cable 
They'll like hang across yeah. the middle of the field, and, and they the had camera would come now. Down. Now it's a drone. They've got drones everywhere. I mean, geez, really? they, they used them at the Super Bowl. Yeah, I want for, to see them taken honestly? out by a kick. I do. <laughs> Every time I watch a football game, I'm just waiting for the ball to hit yeah, it. Like, get it, get it. <laughs> quarter, the thing's been buzzing around. It's been distracting the quarterback. He chucks the ball at it, takes it out. Yeah, they, that would be. Fun. They make like what, like six point five million dollars a game. I mean, they can afford to yeah, replace the drone. drone. It's yeah, like that's the, gonna uh, be a thing where they just aim for. <laughs> yeah, a drone flag on the calling in the middle of the field. We'll call that the uh, Tony like Romo edition, <laughs> Tony Romo edition drone. Flag just falls the, in the middle of the field. Yeah, flag on the play, targeting the drone. Like a slight breeze, yeah, and it just penalty. falls over. <laughs> it lands in the crowd. And yeah. go up, go up after. Oh yeah. and try to get it signed. <laughs> it's kind of like the kid who catches mm-hmm. the foul ball. Yeah. The yeah. Oh, game. <laughs> I caught the drone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got that drone back in 2017, kids. Yeah, yeah <laughs> a good day. little glass globe up on the mantle. <laughs> they'll have it like over like a, his mantle, like over the fireplace, like it'll spread out. Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> took that one out. Oh, man. Tony Romo. Uh, Tell you what, a- man, he always had a lot of injuries. Like, I've, like he even got hurt at the uh, um, coin toss, you know? Like, he would even get hurt on the <laughs> <Yeah>. coin toss. <laughs> It was just oh, so I, fragile. I flipped you know? the coin wrong and it hurt my yeah. thumb. Yeah, hit him in <laughs> the eye or something. Yeah. Is he still playing? Is, is Romo still? Uh, no, he actually okay. retired. Last year was last year. Uh, he's going to be a broadcaster for CBS this year. So uh-huh. Best of luck with him. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, obviously his quarterback career was like wearing a little bit thin, you know, so I yeah. feel like it's the best for him. Yeah, for sure. they get there. They, they eventually... All of them kind of weird. I'm actually not much oh, yeah. of a sports guy. I just work at a news station. So, like, we broadcast. So the most I know is what I've seen in the last year and a half broadcasting football game. Oh, yeah, I remember that game from a year ago where, uh, oh, you must know sports. No, I just remember that game because I was running it. <laughs> I mean, if it was only a year and a half, it was all about one person. That was probably Tom Brady, right? Yeah. Tom, Tom Bra- Brady. Between Tom Brady and, and, uh, and LeBron James and Steph oh, Curry. Man. I mean. Because you know we uh. were the AB, I work at the ABC Fox <laughs> station, so like we ran, we ran, mm-hmm. we're running the the basketball playoffs right now. We ran them last year. I was mm-hmm. I was running the game when when Cleveland won. It was a great night. You know, there was a lot of cheering in the building. You know, we, I don't work for CBS, so I wasn't running the Super Bowl. I was home watching it, and that was that was an interesting game. But I was also like really disappointed with the. Um, commercials of this year like there were, wasn't great. any great super bowl most most of the commercials yeah, that, this, this year been for a long time no not no for a little bit most of the commercials this year were were trying to send They're some kind trash. of message either <laughs> regardless you know just some yeah. kind of they all had a message to them which is fine i mean if you if you want to i mean you're spending five million dollars for these commercials so if that's what you want to do with your five million go right ahead but you know I mean, I know what I would want to do with my five million. Hold on to it, right? Yeah. Not make a commercial. <laughs> Not make right. a commercial. No. Yeah. Yeah. That Super Bowl? Like, forget about that. Like, then you never see. That. Well, plus, especially considering those commercials are on YouTube, <laughs> on YouTube the next day, right? And some oh, of them yeah. were on YouTube the day before, and it's like, what's what did you spend this money for then? I yeah. Mean, just put them on YouTube. YouTube's free. <laughs> yeah. S- send them a message. That's. <laughs> And just about anybody watches YouTube. I don't, yeah. you know, it's, I, I think football numbers are kind of falling off. Anymore. Well, that's why a lot of the, like, you know, WWE started their own version of Netflix, basically oh, the WWE did. network. And it's, I mean, as a wrestling fan, you know, for five bucks a month or seven bucks a month, it was really worth the price. Cause I could go, if I missed raw, I could go watch raw on there. If I missed WrestleMania, I could go watch WrestleMania. That's pretty sweet. If yeah. I want to watch, you know, a match from, uh, you know, ultimate warrior from 30 years ago, yeah, like, 
I could go watch it. Yeah. And then, and then some of the guys who were retired or maybe weren't as active, they had like their own like talk shows they did or little sketch shows they did. And so you could watch those on there. You could listen to the podcasts on there, like to Jericho's podcasts on there. For wrestling, and, and, you know, the Yankees now, they have their own television network, the Yes Network. And so a lot of these entities are starting to realize, okay, look, you know, the TV numbers aren't what they need to be. But if people are going for online and streaming stuff, if they're cutting the cable and stuff like that, let's get in on that. Right. And so they've been doing that. You can get, like, the MLB Network now or the NFL stuff. You can watch the games on your phone or the ESPN app, stuff like that. I mean, they're, they're the, only, the only industry that hasn't really embraced new technology, I think, but it's starting to get there. And I say this as someone who spent five years working on radio is, I think, radio. Because for, well, for, for the longest time when it was starting to become a thing and I was working in radio, I was watching the industry tank because they were like, oh, that Internet, we're going to fight the Internet. Yeah, people are going to realize that the uh, old way. It's, yeah. it's just a fad. It's just a it's fad. Just a fad. It's 20 years, the 2017, <laughs> and now they're finally kind of like, okay, yeah, I think this might be more than just a fad. Let's Because now you got like, you know, iHeartRadio, Spotify. You know, right. satellite yeah, that radio, radio that owns radio. When, when, <laughs> right when Sirius XM mm-hmm. came around, FM radio panicked because mm-hmm. um, I was there when it happened. And luckily, it's still going. I mean, radio is still a thing because they realized, like TV and movies and everything else, we just got to change the format a little bit. Yeah. And it's worked out really good. And stuff like college radio is an independent radio has been a huge boost. College radio is awesome, and I'm not just saying that because I'm here. I love right, college radio. Yeah. Right, college state. radio is great. Um, but college radio is it's it's where it's at because there's freedom there. Yeah. Back on the uh, topic of professional like wrestling, um, one of the best professional like wrestlers, right? That's also an amazing comedian. Have you guys heard of uh, Jake the Snake Roberts? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So um, he actually goes around, right? Um, he goes around from comedy club to comedy club, and uh, he does a little uh, spoken word tour. You know, like a he'll tell stories of when he was on the road. You know, about mm-hmm. his life and. Uh, I watched him last year, actually, over um, here to the green, and he was yeah, the fantastic. Bone, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was great. Oh, man, I met him. Oh, yeah. he was hilarious. I have yet to go to the funny bone. It's not that awful, man. I get, like, I win <laughs> tickets. <laughs> wow. Like, it's not that awful, okay? Like, I, 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 it's just I, one I, of the biggest comedy been, club so, yeah, chains in the country. A lot of great shows no, it's great. Funny don't bone. get me wrong. It's just, like, the prices over there are, like, a little bit. Too much, you know. That's like, like any comedy club. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most comedy but, clubs are like that. That's I mean, where they get their money. <laughs> I mean, I win tickets. No, I, I wish they'd watch. start doing mics over at Dayton Funny Bone again. I yeah, would that, keep, that yeah. is a great place. They keep threatening yeah. to do shows. They keep yeah. threatening to. If you go on their website, there's a thing that says open mic, and it says like coming soon. Well, I, I think <laughs> yeah. what, what happened is they, they used to do them quite a bit over there. Like, they mm-hmm. used to do them monthly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, what happened is it just got to where nobody was making reservations mm-hmm. and they would start canceling the mics because they couldn't get any reservations. So mm-hmm. they didn't know, even though there'd still be a lot of people show up, they didn't open mics are a hard thing to run. You know, yeah, I, I, ran, I ran an open mic for a couple of years and it's hard to get people to go because people hear open mic. First of all, you hear open mic night and they're thinking poetry and, and stuff like that. Right. And when you advertise open mic comedy, there's now with, you know, and with, and not to, not to sound like an old timer, but you know, with the advent of YouTube and Netflix and stuff like that, where, you know, you're easy, it's easy to access people's best stuff. And what they don't realize is when you go to an open mic, you're not always going to get the right. best stuff. That's where, that, that's that, where people were trying stuff. That's out. the testing ground. That's where you go. It's like, okay, I'm going to do this, this joke about. How, you know, it looks like, you know, when you're watching baseball, it looks like the catcher and the pitcher are communicating with sign language. It looks like the catcher's playing with himself, right. you know, <laughs> yeah. which might kill at one open mic. And then you might do it these, the next night at a totally different place and it might fall dead. Yeah. And that's yeah. where you and that's what open mics are designed for. So when people 
go to a comedy club and it's like open mic night and they're like oh these are guys trying stuff out this isn't like going to see sinbad doing his very best right. stuff or going yeah. to see you Which, know to me i prefer that i prefer going to a show where people are trying stuff that's a little bit rough because you mm -hmm. you go to one of these comics that's been doing it for years and they've been doing the same they have everything polished and to me it's just like ah that's nice mm -hmm. it's funny it's entertaining yeah. right but I'd rather be entertained by people that every now and then stumble on something or tell something that falls completely flat. It's cool to those, see the process. That to me, is kind yeah. of fun. Well, it's like it's like you, you <laughs> buy process, you buy yeah. a Blu-ray and you get the special features. You watch the blooper reel and the making. Right. A, yeah. That's what you're doing is you're seeing the process. Oh man! When I you see Mike Birbiglia, <laughs> when you see when you see Mike Birbiglia do a special on Netflix, yeah, every joke lands and is funny because he's been practicing that routine over the course of a couple of years. Exactly. Chris Titus, who I'm a huge fan of, does this great thing where, you know, he treats every stand-up thing he does like a one-man show. And he spends a year crafting the routine. And so at the end of the year, he does the special. And then that following year, he retires that entire show. Yeah. Never brings it back, starts over brand new. And that's I love the process of doing stand-up. I love going to the open mic, seeing guys work on stuff seeing one joke that a guy does for the first time and then six months later seeing that joke get you know get polished and come right. to fruition um to not to go back to dane cook but he did one thing that i actually really liked which it's okay was you brought up christopher titus you can talk about that. Yeah. you can go to the other end um one of the I know. <laughs> but uh dane cook did this thing for hbo it was like a 10 episode 10 or 12 episode miniseries called torgasm and it was a documentary series about him and three of his buddies, three three comic buddies that he came up with in the industry going on tour. And they did like like 30 shows in like 20 days or 20 shows in 30 days. He's like a show like every other day, pretty much. Right. And one of the guys on there was relatively new. He was an old friend of Dane's, but he hadn't done stand up for very long. And so in like one of the earliest episodes, he tells him, I got this idea for a joke and I'm not sure how to make it work. And what the other three do is they basically coach him through. So he tells the joke every night every show and you watch throughout the whole show as the joke gets better crafted and, and stuff gets and so at the on the final episode of the show he does it at their final show and it kills the room because the first night he did it and it bombed completely there were there were crickets who were like no we're not chirping at this <laughs> but you know and so that was one of the cool things i liked is because you really got to see a, a really cool uh look into what it's like being a touring comic because some, because two of the guys from that show, from that show are, are pretty big now. Robert Kelly and Gary Goldman had a big career spike. Uh, Jay Davis, who's the guy who was working on the joke, he he's like a professional host basically nowadays. He does a lot of host shows and runs his own place out in California. But that was one of the things that Dane Cook did that I really liked because you really got to see how a comic will work on a new joke over right. a period of time, and that's what I like to see people do. Yeah, and that's that's one of the hardest things is getting past that initial bomb in order oh, yeah. to come up with. To keep doing the same joke, you really have to have a lot of faith in that particular joke. Because I have some that I've tried that I've scrapped yeah. after the first night. It's like, nope, that, yeah. Mm -hmm. I've, <laughs> got, a, me, I've got a shoebox full of full of notebooks, full of stuff that's like, yeah. it did that, didn't work, I dropped it. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I go back and revisit it one day. And you'll have a joke that'll bomb one night, absolutely slaughter the next. Yeah, and it, the venue's a, a lot of difference, too. Venue, crowd, who came before uh, you, mm -hmm. what's going on. I mean, you never yeah. know. You know, I've, I, I do Ollie's every Monday, the Ollie's open mic. And I've done stuff there that's killed, and I've done stuff there that's bombed, and then I'll go somewhere else, and the thing that killed will bomb, the thing that bombed will kill. Yeah. And, you know, I'll, it's you never know what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it's just um, hot luck. You know, like you never like really know 
what um kind of an audience is going to sh- show up on that night. Right. You know, s- maybe a few that have and um you know actually like to like live comedy shows, and then a lot who haven't experienced that yet, so they don't know how to take it all in. You know, because I've went to a lot of comedy shows, right, and I've uh, performed in in a lot of um comedy shows where the audience have it, you know, hasn't actually experienced live comedy yet, so they don't yeah. know how to like react during a sh- comedy show, you know, but yeah, I've had people, you see them just sit there quietly through yeah. the whole thing and then they, you were really great. It's like, well, why weren't you laughing? Right. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, where you tell like a joke and they like, um, like at someone else, like, do we like laugh at this or yeah. like, <laughs> I saw Bobcat come to Wiley's one time and Bobcat, you know, really has yeah. been around for ever. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, the stuff he was doing, like I was in the corner dying laughing <laughs> and you could tell there were people in the room who like they would laugh and they'd be like oh wait am i is it okay if i laugh at that <laughs> yeah. and there was a couple of times bobcat was like you're allowed to laugh like it's a comedy show you're you're allowed to suspend your morals for a, for a couple hours and just laugh at whatever you find funny if you don't find it funny fine don't laugh but if you if you fun, laugh at it if you think it's funny yeah. don't apologize for laughing at something yeah. yeah which nowadays i think is something that's become a little too commonplace we is people like to apologize for what they like and what they find funny and it's yeah. like it, you like what you like you know i i don't particularly care for tomatoes on my cheeseburger i love ketchup i don't like tomatoes my dad loves tomatoes hates ketchup you know <laughs> yeah. same gene pool but yeah. it, it is what it is <laughs> you, you shouldn't have to apologize your, your brain is wired differently than than everyone else's you know it's well, that's like being in some some of the crowd. Sometimes you have a small crowd. If they all know each other, mm-hmm. you're going to get less laughs. Not just because it's a small crowd, but because oh, yeah. somebody is that they're not going to want to think that they're not going to want their friend to think that that offensive crap you just said is funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're not going to laugh just in case their friend feels some finds it offensive. I had a whole I had a whole twenty month <laughs> twenty minute set with people mm-hmm. doing that mm-hmm. once, especially in a college town. Yes, oh yeah, just from Columbus. This was on a college campus. Yeah, <laughs> oh, oh really? Oh. Where was Col- this at? uh nearby nearby not not at right state it was a nearby <laughs> nearby uh, college Ooh. college it shows was, are the yeah. toughest i think college shows are the toughest because college college students themselves are are still figuring themselves out mm-hmm. yeah. and and there's a lot of pressure because you know when you're in high school and middle school it's like oh i want to be friends with the popular kids in college it's i just want to you know find a place to fit in right and when you're in college that is a that is a tough time it's because when you're an adult making new friends as an adult sucks yeah yeah because i i moved i moved up here a year and a half ago i'm 28 i moved up here a year and a half ago from columbia and you know i left all my friends back in south carolina and in the year and a half i've, I've lived here i think i've made one friend and that happens to be my boss so <laughs> it's, it's hard and my, my mom's like why haven't you made friends yet because when you're 28 it's hard to go up to somebody and say will you be my friend yeah, yeah. it comes off a little creepy yeah so it's 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 tough when you're in college and so i think i've seen i've seen professionals you know the college I went to. We we had a we loved bringing comedians in. The guy who ran student activities loved stand up, and I saw guys who like I had seen on HBO, Netflix, what have you, come in and just bomb because yeah. co- mm-hmm. college crowds are oh, they're I, tough to impress. Yeah. I actually, the, the comic um, book league uh, oh, here at Wright State they do I, a show. Here I love. I was man, actually going fun. to get to that. I performed on one of their shows. Did and you? Okay. I bombed. My the first time room. I did it, it was really tough, you know, because they're, you know, comic book people who haven't, you know, really experienced like live comedy that much, you know, and I was telling them jokes and they didn't know if they should 
you know, like laugh at that, you know, like it was rough. It was a rough night. It was. That must have been the first one because I, yeah. I, I think I, it was. I, the think I, was I missed the first you one. because I I got off work late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I was on day yeah. shift and I stopped in after, like lots all. Like, I was the last actually four I was the comics. first one who uh, performed on that card. And they had me it was the first a, one. I was like, it was gotta a, be first. It was <laughs> a tough night because nobody knew. I don't think anybody knew what to expect. Yeah. yeah, it was a tough night. It was a new thing. Um, you know, they the idea that that uh, that they had had was you know let's do comic book themed jokes, and it was weird because I'm I'm a huge comic. I'm a big sweaty comic book nerd, and so <laughs> I went in there with a set of stand up based in comic book knowledge. That was not what I needed to bring with me because n- like none of the other comics knew anything about comic books. Yeah. So they came in, basically made fun of comic books, and then did their regular set. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I am ill-prepared for this room. Wait a minute. <laughs> That's a bad feeling when comics? you know that. Comics? didn't know anything about comic it was books, weird. but it's in yeah. our name. It was yeah. weird, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm but, not a fan. I'm not a big comic book. I'm, I'm a huge I'm uh, not either, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a big, I mean, sweaty. I love, like, superhero... Um, movies and everything i mean i love like reading like stories mm-hmm. and everything about superheroes it's just not like actual comic books you know it's see i still like, I don't know where to start. i've got i've got subscriptions at mavericks and kettering like i go every week and pick up my subscriptions pick mavericks. up my new issues you and, ever um and out there at epic loot uh, i go there a lot i have not been to epic loot yet it's, it's with it's my really nice I, go, I go to the i go to mavericks and kettering because mm-hmm. it's like around the corner from my house oh yeah i live well, in kettering sense. so it's like it takes me five minutes to get there uh christopher's Christopher's is like my favorite diner to eat eat lunch at. So I'll go eat lunch at Christopher's, and it's right next door to Mavericks. And then I'll go home, and I'll and I'll, here's how nerdy I get is I will I will read the issues, and there's a website called ComicBookRealm.com where you create an account, and it basically lets you create a catalog of your comic books. Yeah. If it's a comic book that's existed, it's got they've got it on record. If they don't, you can submit it, and they'll create a record of it. And I'll go in. I'll say this issue of this series. It gives me like how you can put in how much you paid. It'll tell you how much it's actually worth. So you can keep track of like the profit you can get if you sold your whole list. And it's a great way for me to keep track of what I got, what I need to finish my collection. I, <laughs> I am, sweet. I am That's that nerd. I am that stuff, nerd. Man. Like I, I've got all my comic books. Or like, I'm, I'm big on organization. <laughs> And punctuality, which is why, because I was running late getting here today, and I was kicking myself the whole drive, because I'm always at least 15 minutes early for work, for whatever it is I need to be at. If I am running late or, or you know, have to cancel, it is rare, and it's usually a sign that there is something seriously wrong. <laughs> so, like, I'm big on organization. My iTunes is ridiculously organized. I go through all the time and organize it. My DVDs, my video games. Like my everything, there is a method to all of my madness. I am, I'm, I'm not quite as obsessive compulsive because if it gets messy, I don't freak out. But I still am kind of like that's not where it should be, <laughs> which I guess is what makes me such a good because I, I I teach English during the day as a as at an ACT prep center. So I guess that makes me great for teaching like you know comma rules and stuff like that. No, that's not where the comma goes. The comma does not go. Why are you putting? Why are you crying? Why are you crying? <laughs> All right, we're going to have to take a break. I'm going to play a song. i got to run down the hallway. All right. All right. So so I'm going to play a little more Potter's Field, and we will be back here in about five and a half minutes. Woo! It's time for another Just the Tip segment from our friends at Craigslist Book Club. Enjoy a Weird Wednesday from Greg Martin. What's going on, everybody? I'm back for your Weird Wednesday Just the Tip video this week. I apologize for my absence last week, but sometimes life comes at you fast. But we, I do want to say thank you very much to Craigslist Larry for the fill-in. 
Fantastic job. He's a friend of the show. He's welcome back anytime. We can't wait to see him again. But let's get to Weird Wednesdays, just the tip today. This one's called Scrub Sex. It says, I love a woman in scrubs. Short hair and a big butt are my weaknesses. Anything goes and you're the boss. Let me be your slave. I need to be used and violated by a true pro. Reply soon and no rookies, please. All right, there you go. That should hold you over for your Weird Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. And if you make it to Friday, Mike will be back with your Freaky Friday video. We dropped the Mother's Day special on Monday, so check that out if you haven't already. And we got another brand new episode coming out next Monday. Follow us, uh, as always. Email us viewer submissions, craigslistbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us at C-List Book Club on Twitter and at Craigslist Book Club on Instagram and Facebook. And subscribe to the YouTube page if you have not done so. You served your country with honor and now are trying to pry health care from the Veterans Administration. Did you know that Congress recently made changes to allow vets to get care outside of the VA services? The Nurses Guild of Florida is owned and operated by a Vietnam-era vet who knows how difficult it is to return to civilian life. Why not get your home health services from a five-star Medicare home health agency, the experts at home care, the Nurses Guild? Rather than wait in lines for care, the Nurses Guild will provide care to you in the comfort of your own home. PTSD, IV therapy, wound care, or post-amputation therapy, no matter your diagnosis, we can help. A nurse will be assigned to you, visit you at home to assess your needs, and work directly with you to develop a personalized plan of care. Here at the Nurses Guild, we have nurses from every specialty, so no matter your diagnosis, we have the right caregiver for you. The nurses, therapists, and home health team of the Nurses Guild is ready to serve you. All of our essential health care workers are fully screened, supervised, and COVID tested. Call the Nurses Guild today to arrange your home health visit at 954-596-9806 for Broward County and 561-826-8937 for Palm Beach County. Remember, health care put off is health care too late. Stay safe during the pandemic. Wear a mask and insist those around you wear a mask. Wash your hands frequently and stay home as much as possible. All right. Yeah, that is a very slow fade. We're back on the life. I'm your host, Don Smith, uh, sitting in with uh, Mike Shea and Jimmy Market. Uh, welcome back, guys. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. Uh, a lot of conversation going on in the studios. I ran down the hall just so you know you were being recorded. So any oh. any if you talking oh, man. Crap oh, about me? So if you you're so we, you, you weren't the Don we were talking about. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Oh, excuse that was me. I got to slip to the restroom. <laughs> car keys. <laughs> got to slip out of here. <laughs> ah, that's, 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 I always have to have a backup because this computer, this studio computer has screwed me over so many times, losing shows for me. So oh. I, I always have a backup because I, I record this for a podcast. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I record Is it, it up on two cast, What's that? Is it up on iTunes? It should be up on iTunes. Sweet. Yeah. Nice. should be on iTunes, up. Stitcher, Blueberry, and uh, Podbean. I was listening to it on, I used to use Podbean uh, oh. for my podcast. I switched to another thing recently, but yeah, Podbean is good stuff. Yeah, as I know, uh, 
Well, Libsyn was a good is a good one. Liberated yeah. syndication. That, that's yeah, a, that's a big great. one, but they were a little more expensive, so I I went with Pop. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, we we got a few news stories we can go over right now. Uh, some some silliness. Uh, some uh, like silliness. some terrible terrible things mm. happen as well, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you're a United Airlines. Oh, uh, oh boy, I got, I got some jokes. <laughs> there's, al- there's already a lot of bad things happening with United Airlines. Another scorpion invaded another United Airlines flight from Houston Thursday, uh, prompting, prompting an inv- evacuation of the plane. Uh, passenger told the station that, uh, told the uh, news station uh, that the scorpion crawled out of the sleeve of a sleeping man in the back of the uh, uh, Quito, Ecuador bound jet. Another passenger reportedly saw the scorpion crawl under the man's seat. United said paramedics at the gate immediately examined the customer and determined that he had not been stung, unlike the poor guy who did get stung by a scorpion on United flight from Houston to Calgary last month. As for the most recent encounter, United told uh, outlets it provided meal vouchers to all passengers for hours-long delay, and the, fl- <laughs> and, and the flight eventually departed to its destination with the guy who reportedly had the scorpion up his sleeve aboard. Uh, they, I guess, they decided not to grab him, beat the crap out of him, and drag him off the off the plane. <laughs> scorpion. So, <laughs> so I mean, yes, you couldn't just step on the scorpion. I mean, I, I no. guess they have, I guess to, they have to really examine things. Because okay. uh, one thing that really stuck out to me the most is Houston to Calgary, which I believe is in Canada, right? Yes, that's really a weird flight plan. Like, who in Houston would want to go all the way to Calgary? You know, it's well, you it's kind of unusual. Know. You know. <laughs> but I mean, United Airlines, you know, I guess. Well, a direct flight, yeah. You would think flight, you'd, yeah. yeah, you'd have a couple of layovers mm-hmm. here and there to get between the two. But the weirdest layover I ever had was I was flying. For, I was still living down south. I was flying from Columbia. I was trying to fly here because my parents were already living here. So I was flying up here to visit. I had to fly from here from Columbia to Detroit to Dayton. <laughs> As we're flying <laughs> over, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, we missed it. We missed it. Yeah. We missed the exit. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and you ended up in uh, Detroit instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it was my layover was in Detroit, but I was just kind of like, we missed. Couldn't we have just Man. flown to Dayton? Why did we have to fly to Michigan? I mean, but oh, that's man. a great experience for you because you got to witness the birthplace of uh, Hit Rock. I mean, I, I, that's yeah, a historical yeah. moment for you. <laughs> I, it, it, the funniest Detroit. Thing. I mean, you were probably one of the few people that were actually there. <laughs> <laughs> for, uh, for a huge, for a huge airplane, the airport was massive. It is. There was like oh, yeah. nobody there, and hardly anything's written in English. Nothing. No. Oh yeah. man, I had the hardest time. <laughs> oh man, like it was trying. Luckily, like my my flight was taken off from the same mm-hmm. gate that I landed in. Did not have the same luck in Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore Air. Uh, uh, I love their airport. Their airport is gorgeous, and it's very hospitable. But I can't tell you how many times I've flown to the, the Baltimore airport and landed at one gate on one end of the of the airline and been late and then had to like run to the other end of the of the airport to get to my other gate. It's I, um, I was flying once from West Palm Beach, Florida, back up back up here to Dayton Airport, and I had a layover in Newark. That is that yeah <laughs> really. And uh, here's here's the thing. I don't know if you've been to Newark Airport. No. no. In order to go to a different concourse, you right. have to leave the airport and go back through security. No. no. Yes. Oh, my God. We were delayed <laughs> leaving West Palm Beach. This is actually one of those times I literally got to the gate as they were closing the door. Oh, That's terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. I was furious. I would be furious, Because you, you had to go out all the way 
to the beginning and straight back through security again. That's, that's a design flaw. Oh, yes, like you had people like empty out your pockets, take off like yep. the whole nine yards. The whole thing. Terrible. Whole thing. Couldn't you get yeah. like a like a like an easy pass? Like, look, I already passed the yeah. section on one gate. Can I just <laughs> like it's a voucher yeah. with like um like punches? You know, it's like in car with like whole <laughs> right. punches. Yeah. Like nine punches to go, and I get a free smoothie. Yeah, there should be an express lane. <laughs> yeah, or express that's, lane. That's, that's not bad. Uh, <laughs> have you guys ever been to the airport in Atlanta? Um, yes. Oh yeah. Now that yeah, airport is so massive, there's actually a subway. Yeah. That's yeah. underground. Yeah. Like that was crazy. Detroit. Like, Detroit well, has that, one too, Dallas but it's has one really as well. They yeah. Have, they have one? a big tram. Yeah. Detroit has one, but theirs is above ground. Oh okay. yeah. The Atlanta one's underground. I mean, and it's it's like a bullet train. I mean, it's fast. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge airport. Huge airport. Yeah. Hey, I've been I've been to too many. It's just been a long time since I've been to any of them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, moving on with more news. According to uh, KDKA TV, suspect Jasmine Fox, 31 years old, is accused of throwing bricks at a man's car Monday morning. The motorist told police he caught Fox throwing bricks at his car and chased her into an abandoned Roman Catholic school. That's kind of a weird place to chase somebody. That's oddly specific. <laughs> oddly specific. Uh, sure sure yeah. enough, police found Fox, who is homeless, hiding in the school's locker room. Upon her arrest, as she allegedly told cops, she was carrying out a prophecy from God, urging her to attack white men with bricks. The man again, the man, <laughs> oddly specific. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, the the Lord gets specific when he tells you when he gives you his it's orders. Like, it's like, well, <clears throat> why were you throwing bricks at him? I was just following God's work. Yeah. It was, it was the one. He thing told I me never to go understood. to Home. He told me specifically go to Home Depot to get get these size bricks. Throw them mm -hmm. at only the cars of white men. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How many cubits were those bricks <laughs> supposed to be? That's the. You know what's the one? The you know what's the one thing I never actually understood? Um, what day is God's day of rest? What day is it? Whenever he wants. God has a three-day weekend. Sunday. Yeah. It's usually Sunday, right? God has a three-day weekend. God has a three-day weekend? George Carlin said so. Because yeah. <laughs> well, certain religions, the Sabbath is yeah. Friday. Certain ones, it's Saturday. Yeah. Certain's it's Sunday. God has a three-day yeah. weekend. Like, I don't understand. Like, I never understood, right? If God's day of rest is on a Sunday, then why is church on Sunday? You yeah, know? why Everyone's is that asking when we all go to talk to him? Exactly. I mean, it's like this, okay? <laughs> Leave the guy alone. It's I mean, it's day. like, it's okay. It's like you work like a 12-hour shift, right? And you get home. <laughs> put your feet up on the coffee table you know you crack open a beer and you're about to watch a game of thrones marathon you yep. know all of a sudden everybody starts calling yeah yeah so it's knocking on your door you know it's it's kind of like when you get to work on that. monday and you got to check all your all your missed work emails oh, like you know you, you miss a day of work and it's like hey, i got that. 150 emails to go through it's like you know bruce almighty he had the the prayer yeah, search engine yeah. and <laughs> select all yes <laughs> wish that would actually work yeah <laughs> Oh, uh, here's one I, I want to do. I want to make sure I get this out there because it's kind of a public service announcement okay. as well. Okay. A Pennsylvania resident with a penchant for naming his children after Nazi figures has officially changed. <laughs> <laughs> has, has officially changed his surname to Hitler. Uh, uh, local oh news site mycentraljersey.com reported as of Monday, the man formerly known as Isidore Heath Campbell can now legally identify himself as Isidore Heath. Hitler, an expression of his admiration for the Nazi leader. Uh, the tattooed neo-Nazi, who now lives in Shippensburg, Pennsylvania, that's Shippensburg, Pennsylvania, stepped into the news spotlight <laughs> in 2008 when a New Jersey market refused to put his then three-year-old son's name, Adolf Hitler, onto a birthday cake. 
uh, Shippenburg, Pennsylvania, just for personal information, Shippenburg, Pennsylvania has a, has a hey, population of less than 6,000 people. So he probably won't be that hard to find if anybody that? wants to stop by and say hi. What was the name of the uh, town again? Shippensburg, Pennsylvania. That's S- <laughs> spell it out. S-H-I-P-P-E-N-S-B-U-R-G. Shippensburg, Pennsylvania. It's a, the population of less than 6,000. Uh, the guy's name is Isidore Heath Hitler. So his, so his, so his name probably was, not a lot of Hitlers in that town either. So you probably won't have that much trouble finding him. So his name was Isidore Campbell, and he Is, changed it to Isidore Hitler. Yes, you yeah. hear that name, and Campbell is the part you want to change. Yeah, <laughs> like your name's Isidore. Isidore. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, as yes. soon as I was of age, that was the be the eight turn eighteen. I'm changing my name for, from Isidore to what? Anything else? Yes, yeah. anything. Anything that's... else? I, he sounds like the name of a town from Lord of the Rings. I <laughs> mean, Isidore. Yeah, <laughs> they're taking the hobbits to Isidore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if any of the Westerners would like to send that man a generous uh, <laughs> gift, I know there's a website where you can clearly. I think it's like rhino feces. You could actually like mail it. It's like rhino or elf. Send them a, just, something like just that. Send them, I swear. Just send them one of those terrible edible arrangements. I mean. yeah. Or so just send, send him a box full of glitter because everybody hates glitter. <laughs> so you, you can open out. up a box of glitter and you know immediately you're a jerk. I don't, I don't know if you guys are. Or like it's like um if box and like you open and it's just like a glitter um just it was yeah. off. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are familiar with, with I'm sure you probably are, Jimmy, uh, Cards Against Humanity. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. Of course. So every every Christmas season, they put something up on their store as a as a gift that they've created that you can order for somebody. Now, one year, it was just called a box of crap. And it said in the description, this is a box of crap. Of crap. Right. And people still ordered it and got mad when they got a box of Camel Dung. <laughs> and they actually they actually did one I don't know if it was last year or a couple years ago it was called the box of nothing it was literally a box with nothing in it and it said in the description box of nothing well, there's nothing in this box and people and still were people like buy it, I ordered this it. box yes. and there was nothing in it let's just well, send like, him <laughs> let's send him the box of crap in the box of nothing he'll yes. be confused well why yeah. were they upset they were just being honest about it like they put it in the description <laughs> just not not everything's a joke folks <laughs> <laughs> can't be mad at honesty the best things are but not everything but yes you, you just have to wonder how his son uh, who in 2008 he was three years old I remember that so what, story. What, what, what would he be now he would be he'd what 12 be nine 13? he'd be 12 yeah it was yeah. nine years ago he'd yeah. be 12 so, 12 13. Yeah. There, there is a 12-year-old Adolf Hitler running around in Shippensburg, Pennsylvania. And like, like children's and it's sur- not his fault. How is it not his fault? It's his dad. His dad That's true, that. yeah. Now, it's his fault if he's as big a jerk as the original. Yeah. yeah. Or even as big a jerk as his dad. But like, child, ser- <laughs> child services didn't think it was a good idea to maybe take that kid out of his dad's custody. And I mean... Well, uh, yeah, I, remember, I remember back in like 06, there were these two blonde these two blonde girls they were teenagers and their parents were you know white supremacists and they but their kids were like really talented singers so the dad had a lot of money so he basically like built a recording studio in the house and they Mm -hmm. were putting out like pop singles that were all about white supremacy and there was this big article in in i think like people magazine about it i was kind of like again like we're not taking these kids from their parents like you know, you'll take you'll, they'll take kids from people's houses if they don't make above a certain dollar amount. We yeah. can't take them out of their parents' house. They're right. telling them to, you know, 
commit genocide? Like, <laughs> honestly, I wouldn't hook in the child out of the house as soon as I found out the parent's name is Isidore. Like, <laughs> like you can't trust anyone with that name. Yeah, like, you can't trust else. anyone it's with that name. Your name is Isidore. Right Isidore. Okay, we're just you're just not going to be allowed like, to have kids. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like an evil wizard again from like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. Like to pass I'm through Isidore. the trial of fire, you have to go through Isidore. It's yeah. like, like, geez, okay. Well, it's like I'm I'm, I'm a comic My book. Name is I'm a comic book fan, and there's there's a guy in comic books named Sinestro. Yeah, who, Sinestro who betrays the Green Lanterns and and it turns evil. And they're like, we can't believe Sinestro did this. His name's Sinestro. Yeah, yeah. He's got the little uh, twirly mustache on his face and everything. You didn't think handlebar. something was the the uh, what's his name. Um, Snidely Whiplash yeah. from the old, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The old Penelope cartoon. Like you didn't, his name. You didn't think something was up? Maybe just, 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 um, just maybe. As we were actually talking about uh, Hitler, right? Uh, just a funny story. Um, when I was younger, right? Uh, my dad. Um, so my mom. That's probably the first what? time I've heard Hitler and funny stories <laughs> on this radio show. Oh, believe and I've heard me. Hold on. A little on. bit of everything. On hey, hold this on, show. ladies and gentlemen. It's a doozy. Okay. So, so my mom, right? Um, when I was about. Three years old, my mom worked uh, night shift, right? And my dad, uh, he worked um, on first shift, so he would watch me while my mom was at work, right? So just one day out of the blue, he just takes a Sharpie marker, right? And he just, he draws a little Hitler stash on me, you know? And he, you know, and I'm like laughing and smiling, you know, because I was only three years old. Like, I didn't know anything at the time, you know? And then my dad was like, all right, fun and game's over. Time to wash it off. And it wouldn't come off because it's a permanent marker. And my mom came home, and, oh, man, she was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's like, not, that's not why Hitler. you have your bangs down low, is it? Yeah. To cover, oh, up, to oh, cover something up on your okay. Yeah. We're going to dinner with my mother in an hour. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I guess I better comb forward. <laughs> there was also a neighbor, right? Um, a neighbor. Hold on, hold on. He's now. got two funny stories. Two funny stories, okay? So, so there's a neighbor in my neighborhood, right? Um, I'm not gonna give out his name. That's good. <laughs> but um, please don't. But uh, there was a rumor, not right? Isidore Hitler. No, no, it's not Isidore. Shippensburg, Pennsylvania. <laughs> he um. So my neighbor, right, um, as soon as he moved in, right, there was, like, a rumor that um, he was a um, white supremacist, right? It was just a rumor. So everyone thought that uh, he was a neo-Nazi, right? And um, I actually talked to him, right? I had a decent conversation with him, and I'm like, there's no way that this guy could be a neo-Nazi. And I even asked him about it. I was like, there's a rumor going around. And he said, oh, well, my friend, right, um, he helped me moved in right and uh I gave him like a hug, you know, like a brotherly um a hug, right? And his friend was also like a neighbor a couple blocks away, right? And someone asked and it's just like, Hey, so you know, we seen you hug the guy. Is your friend gay by any chance? He's like, Oh no. He's a neo-Nazi, and he told him that so people wouldn't ask <laughs> oh, him for geez. being gay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And my neighbor said, he was just like, I could even walk outside, you know, butt ass naked, and no one would say anything because they were afraid that I was a neo-Nazi. <laughs> wow. I was like, that's crazy. That's freedom right there. Yeah, yeah that's, that's freedom. <laughs> I mean, you can do whatever you want as long as you have people think you're... Hitler. That's the kind of joke. Yeah, that's that's... The, if you're gonna make that joke about your friend, you follow that up with a LOL JK. I mean, right, right. Some, uh, something to yeah. get across. The idea yeah, that's that... sometimes where sarcasm can lead you into trouble. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I'm sarcastic and cynical, I but mean, even, even I know it's like there, there are times I have to specify just so we're clear. Yeah, I'm not serious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if anything, that was just looking joke. out for him. I mean, he's making sure no one would mess with him, and it works. No one ever uh, has. He's uh, he's still there. He's been there for a while now. So that's uh, yeah. I, 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 I swear know. that's I the last. Think, that's I the last that story. That's got, the last story I got, I got about Hillary. I got whole, nothing to follow. That's that the last with. story of the day I have about yeah. Hillary. I swear. Well, that, that's good because we're going to have to end there. So that's, <laughs> this is, this is going to be the taste that we leave in listeners and listeners' ears when we get off the air today. <laughs> I've got snickerdoodle cookies. Oh, sorry, so I'm I was better taste in my mouth. I was trying to leave an impression, but I think I might have left the wrong impression. You left an impression. <laughs> I definitely left an impression. You know, like everyone's going to be like, oh, Jimmy Marco. Oh, yeah, no, he's that guy that was telling Adolf Hitler stories. Yep. And right. now, great. now, if you enjoyed that, do you have any comedy shows coming up? <laughs> we'll tell people where you are. <laughs> Shippensburg, Pennsylvania. <laughs> God help you if I ever go before you. If I have to bring you up, I'm, I'm, I'm yep, bringing this bringing, up. Yeah. I'm bringing yeah, this bring up. It up. You're going to have a bad set before well, you start. <laughs> well, if you're going to go after me, it's going to be hard hard to follow up because some because <laughs> those stories are going to kill i'm just saying yeah. <laughs> uh do, do you guys either of you guys have any shows coming up in the near future that folks can go find you at um uh, every every monday i'm at ollie's um and that that, that open mic there uh tuesdays i have my podcast on itunes and on uh I'll have to get with you about that on spreaker it's called mike talks funny um you can go, go to my website mikeshakecomedy.com everything's up on there okay um not right now at the moment. Um, I am scheduled to perform over at Wiley's Comedy Club on June 4th. I go there, like, really often. Um, That's for the Sunday comics? Yes, Sunday comics. That's I'm a fun love show. It. That's a fun oh, yeah. room. Yeah. That's oh, where man. I got my start at. Was Same here. Yeah. Oh, you too? Yeah. That was a great little place. But, uh, yeah, you know, I'll go there, and uh, I try to hit any open mics when I can, you know, when I'm uh, available and not working. So, you know, at the moment, I'm just waiting my opportunity you know and if anybody's free tonight uh the final the, we, the wednesday nights they usually do an open mic at the hookah bazaar in kettering yeah, the tonight's last the last before. one i've never been able to do it because i work wednesdays I either yeah so if you're available tonight please go check that one out it's always a, no, I've, I've, I've been there twice it's a fun room yeah, yeah I, i've done that fantastic. show once or twice it's a great show uh lot gonna be a shame with that one going yeah. away yeah. but it is being replaced by uh lucky star brewery there's a lot more open mics now than there yeah. were so. oh yeah definitely it's fantastic i yeah. mean i feel like comedy is really you know getting out there and it's making like an impact you know and i think that's fantastic absolutely all right with that note uh mike shea james james jimmy market yeah uh, thanks for so coming thank in guys thanks for having me thank you for having and uh we'll see you guys next week Thanks for listening to The Life Podcast. If you want more, and I sure hope you do, you can check out older episodes on podbean.com. The shows come out on Tuesdays and Fridays. If you want to listen live, we're on WWSU 106.9 FM, or you can stream live at WWSU1069.org. And as always, if you have suggestions or comments, feel free to email thelife1069 at gmail.com. I think it's like rhino feces.
Thanks for listening to the Life Radio Show podcast. Check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, if you want to listen live, we are on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM. You can also stream the show live at WWSU1069.org, and we go Facebook Live at the Life Radio Show's Facebook page. If you have suggestions or comments, feel free to email thelife1069 at gmail.com. Overwhelms me. A brutal presence. Overwhelms me!